All right, good evening, good evening. Well, we are going to be in Matthew chapter 7, but before we dive in there, I have a question for you guys. Uh, How many lead foots do I have out there? All right, okay, confession, yes, okay. How many of you have been accused of having a lead foot, but do not believe that you have a lead foot? There we go, okay, 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 all right. So I, I, I love uh, to drive, and uh, I, sadly, I probably drive too fast, okay? Um, and so uh, when I think of being on a little two-lane road, trapped behind someone going, fat, uh, going slow, it about kills me, okay? And I grew up in the country. That's all we had except for Highway 52 that would run uh, through our town. Uh, that's how everybody got to the beach. But boy... Once I got a chance to get on an interstate and that bad boy, you'd come on to it and it just opened up and good gracious, there's even signs on the side that say, if you are slow, get over here to the right and allow the others to just hum on past, okay? Uh, As we see this and this joy that it brings me in life, right? If I line the way that that does with my Christian walk, it can be very dangerous. And so as you take that visual picture, what we're going to be talking about is the narrow road and the wide road. And so let's go to the Lord in prayer as we have that visual picture and dive into the scripture. Father, we love you. Uh, We thank you so much for your kindness. Lord, we thank you that your word is true. And so, Father, I pray that as you allow us to hear your word, Father, I pray that you would be honored and glorified and that your people would have words to hear, ears to hear. Lord, in that I would have words to speak. Father, we love you, and I pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, so turn with me uh, to Mark, I mean to Matthew chapter 7, and flip on down uh, to uh, verse 12 of the passage, and it says, So whatever you wish that others would do to you, Do also to them. For this is the law and the prophets. Enter by the narrow gate. For the gate is wide and the way is easy that leads to destruction. And those who enter by it are many. For the gate is narrow and the way is hard. That leads to life, and those who find it are few. And so as we have this time and we're thinking of this 
uh, wide and narrow road. We've got to think back to even two weeks ago, uh, as Pastor Dave taught with us on uh, removing the log that is in our own eye so that we can see clearly to remove the speck in our brother's eyes. And then last week, as I brought to you, ask, seek, and knock, and it will be open to you. And we're doing that for one another, right? So we're removing that log so that we can see clearly for others. We're asking, seeking, knocking for others, right? Because, guys... Isn't this the Christian life? The Christian life is about others. And so as we dive in here and it says, So whatever you wish that others would do to you, do also to them. For this is the law and the prophets. In some translations you'll see this word so as a therefore. So they're asking the question, so treat your brothers as you would want to be treated. The law and the prophet hangs on these things. And if you flip over to Matthew 22, don't, we're not going to be there very long. It says, so, and they're asking for the great commandments. Like, what is the greatest commandment? Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. And so... He is saying, do likewise, love your neighbor as yourself, lay your life down for others. And so as we're entering into this, we go into the next verse. And it says, enter by the narrow gate. Okay, and as we enter by this narrow gate, well, how in the world do we enter by this narrow gate? And Jesus gives us clear direction of that in Matthew 14, verse 6. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. That is the narrow gate. And it is the narrow gate because we have sinned against a holy God. And we were born into this corrupt sin. And praise be to God, Jesus left heaven and came and lived a perfect and sinless life and died on the cross. And praise be to God, he did not stay dead, but rose from the grave so that we could have eternal life. And that is the gate that we must enter. That is the only way to enter this gate. It is the only way to treat others the way that you want to be treated. It is the only way to be able to remove the log from your eye to see the speck in your brother's eye. It is the only way that you can ask and seek and knock for anyone besides yourself. And we know that that is true because, because of what Christ has done. And when we turn away from our sins and turn to Christ and cling to Christ, our spirit is renewed daily in us. And so therefore this spirit 
is what comes out of us that allow us to walk in this way. And we enter by this narrow gate that is Jesus and Jesus alone. But then he goes into the wide road, and I think this is where we hang a lot. Okay, listen to what's next. It says, enter by the narrow gate. Okay, so we've entered in through Jesus Christ, but then he goes in and he says, for the gate is wide and the way is easy that leads to destruction. And those who enter by it are many. Okay? I think us as believers, we go in through this narrow gate, right? You're on that two-lane road with me behind that slow person, and you're like, oh, hallelujah, I'm finally saved when we come out from behind this slow vehicle and we hit the interstate and then we don't walk in a manner that is pleasing and honoring to Christ because, hey, as long as he gives me eternal life, as long as he does this, hey, I'm good and I'm going to go down the easy road, right? And so I'm not, as I'm walking, going to rely on Jesus. I'm going to work for my salvation. Well, guys, we're on the wide road. The wide road is everything but Jesus. That's the whole wide road. It's everything but Jesus. It doesn't matter if it's something of a cult, it doesn't matter. If it's an atheist, it does not matter. Anything outside of Christ and Christ alone is the wide road. And many will go down this. And so what I want to challenge you tonight in is knowing that, hey, yes, this wide gate is there, but I think we try to squeeze through this narrow gate and then come out on the other side and think that we can live whatever way we want to. And that is not godly behavior. He wants us to continue to walk in this narrow road and to stay patient and behind that slow car on the two-lane road, but we continue to want to blow it open so that we can be free and do whatever we want to. Do you hear me, church? Okay, so let's continue on in the Scripture. Let's go over to verse 13. I mean, 14. It says, For the gate... Is narrow and the way is hard that leads to life, and those who find it are few. Totally different than entering that narrow gate, then 
boom, jumping out on this wide road. Right? No, we are here entering through the narrow gate and staying on the way that is hard, okay? That is hard, that leads to life, and those who find it are few. So as we go in here, okay, the Christian life, as we enter in through these gates, this Christian life should be hard. And it's not only because of the things of this fallen world. It is because we are continuing to die to self daily. We are renewing our minds daily. Okay? There are things that are in this world, of this broken and fallen world, that, yes, make things harder. Okay? Sickness. My wife showed up tonight and had to leave because of sickness. Because she feels terrible. Well, that's just part of it. That's part of the world that we live in. My body dying and falling apart. Right? I used to be one that could jump really high. Now when I jump, I hurt. I land and it hurts. This is hard, just the world that we live in, right? So we've got the aging. We've got death that is for every single one of us. We've got seasons, right? I mean, it was decently warm in the middle of the day. Then the sun goes down. It gets really cold, right? Like, it's hard, those seasons, right? Body up, body down, right? Like those things are there. And we even ask and pray for those things to be removed, don't we? All the time. But guess what? That is the world that we live in. But now I want to talk to you about a hardness to Christianity that doesn't just change with the weather, that doesn't just change with sickness and health and age and death. Those things are inevitable. Like if you're going to sit around and say, Oh God, I'm sick. My life is terrible. That's just our world. But what I want to show you in as being a believer of what Jesus Christ came and did and laid his life down for us, I think the hardness of life that we as Christians, right, we are now, who those of you who believe and trust in Jesus Christ have been bought with a price. You are no longer old. You are new. You are a new creation. So you are no longer that old person. But I think when we frame in our mind sometimes, when Christ tells us to lay down, 
to think of others better than ourselves. Do you know the hardness of our lives that I believe that we keep doing? Is this we keep trying to get up. We keep trying to get up and get on that wide road and act like our old selves. Instead of the hardness of our Christian walk being that we're laying down, that we're having to die to self, and that we're getting stepped on so much so that others may see Christ. Think about that. I can't seek, I can't knock, I can't ask for Danny because I don't trust that he's going to sustain me. So how in the world am I going to lay down? I got to get up. I got to take credit for some of this. I've got to show my resume. I've got to do these different things because God's going too slow on that narrow road. I got to be let loose. I got to go and just blow it out on the interstate because God's not doing things according to the way that I want them to be done. And then guess what he does? Because you are a new creation, in his kindness, he continues to say, hey, lay back down. Lay back down. And we get tired because instead of laying down, we're doing burpees constantly. Up and down, up and down, up and down, up and down. Think about that. Think how exhausting that is. Because we continue to try to live for ourselves. Think about that. We are getting up so much on the interstate that they can't even recognize us in the world. It says that they will recognize us by the way that we love. But we are so self-absorbed that they don't recognize us by anything. They just think we're another car on the interstate. But he says, this is hard. And guys, we must, I mean must, die to self. Not for you. But because he's worthy. He's worthy to have a life of death so that you may have life in Him. And you continue to allow Him to prune you. You continue to allow Him to uh, purify you with fire. That's my favorite example of sanctification in 1 Peter Think about this. He dips us as fine jewels, precious and holy. He dips us in the fire. And that fire heats up that metal so hot to where all the impurities that are in that metal start to come out and come to the surface. And then that goldsmith gets to working on that metal and he starts refining it off so that that metal, it'll shine so bright. Sadly, 
I think we jump out of the fire before that happens. And we hang on to this sin and we wonder why it's never gone that it just continues to rear its ugly head in our lives. It manifests itself with the ones who are closest to us first and then it bleeds out into work and we wonder why. Because we jump out of the fire. We jump and get off of Mount Gallant and jump on the interstate. Because there's somebody who's going too slow. But our God says that it's supposed to be hard. It's supposed to be hard. And there's only a few of us. And guys, the reality of this easy believism, as long as I'm through, it, why do you think we as Americans fell so easily into it? Because we want an easy, comfortable road. Think about that. How many men in this room think that when they get home and get their kids to bed, that they deserve to sit on the couch and watch TV? How many of us in this room believe that we deserve to have this or that And we're not using any of it for his name's sake. Guys, this is Jesus who is on the mountain, who is bleeding sweats of blood for us, and willing to go to the cross. And we keep jumping off of that narrow road. And we keep getting out of the fire because it gets too hot. That's not why Christ died. Christ died so that his people would persevere. But guys, the beautiful thing is, is praise be to God that whenever we realize that and we hear a message like this that's not very friendly, praise be to God, you can turn away from that sin and turn to Christ. Turn away from your sin and turn to Christ. And allow Him to use your life for His honor and glory because he is worthy he is worthy let me pray for you father we love you lord i know this was not an 
easy word to deliver. Father, but your word is true. And I pray that we would be a people that would stay on that hard, narrow road. That we would see how worthy you are to lay down our lives and to be imitators of you. Father, you are worthy. Oh, Father, you are worthy. Open our eyes to see that truth and to turn away from our sin and turn to you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.